the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money, the podcast, talking all things financial. It's the holiday season. It's a holiday-shortened week. Apple has introduced an updated operating system for the iPad and the iPhone. Again, some of these tweaks are going to be pretty major, as iPad's a completely new product just in time for the holidays. So the tweaks are coming fast and furious. Apple released a version of its mobile operating system that helps users locate and lock missing devices. The update's called iOS 4.2. It also brings some features that have been available on the iPhone and the iPod to the iPad for organizing applications. So CEO Steve Jobs showed off some of the features in September. He's trying to woo holiday shoppers with the update. The iPad, which went on sale in April, it accounted for about 14% of Apple's revenue last quarter. The device established a market for tablet computers that blend the capabilities of smartphones with netbook computers. Leading rivals like Samsung and Research Emotion, they're going to com- introduce competing models. Samsung's got the Galaxy, got great reviews. Research Emotion has a product that they're saying things like Research Emotion is just saying it all wrong right now. They're saying that the app is a passing fad. The Apple's Find My iPhone feature is available as a free download from the company's App Store. It helps people locate their iPhones, their iPads, their iPod touches on a map. And it plays a sound when lost. Users can remotely lock or wipe all the data from devices. The update also adds a game center to the iPad, a feature that's been available on the iPhone and iPod. So Apple today moving a little bit higher. It's one of those stocks that should ultimately do pretty well during the holiday season, in my opinion. I think another big story that's out there right now that we're just starting to deal with is Governor's. They're saying everything from worker benefits to prisons to healthcare spending may face reductions as they contend with a fourth year of budget deficits. For five days last week, the Republican Governors Association met in San Diego. And ultimately, cutting is popular in the abstract, but cutting services is unpopular. Everything's on the table. The longest recession since 1930s caused the biggest decline in state tax receipts on record. And what we're going to probably see is jobless rates continue to stay stubbornly high. As state governments do what they can to try to balance their budgets, and they need to shrink government in order to do that. A lot of people weren't elected to get reelected. You were elected to do something. So says you know popular wisdom, but the reality is it's very tough to cut jobs and get reelected. Governors have very little room to maneuver around the largest spending items. You know, primary and secondary education, Medicaid and prisons are typically all pretty hardcore wired into state budgets. So the other programs that have to be cut are unpopular or popular with the people, social programs. It's going to be an interesting year in 2011. I think it's going to be one of the big stories. Another big story in 2011 is going to be banks taking the foreclosures on the chin and actually writing off some of the loans they've written down. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Maybe not fun at all times, but it's going to be high drama. 
Now, this next story blends right in with what I'm saying in particular with state governments. Tax-exempt bonds are yielding more than treasuries for the first time since the financial crisis, a relationship that history shows doesn't last, especially as the Federal Reserve kindles inflation expectations. So investors who buy AAA municipal general obligation bonds due in two years get a yield equivalent to 119% of the similar maturity on treasuries. So a ratio above 100% means that they're that those in the 38.3% tax bracket get higher yields plus tax-sheltered income before the credit crisis in 2008. That's happened twice in the last 20 years, typically on shorter maturity debt. So the combination of worsening state and local finances and a surge in sales that included $15.5 billion in offerings last week, that's the most in more than seven years, it's pushed tax-exempt bond payouts above treasuries. So right now, a wise person would probably consider muni rates except for the fact that there is going to be some municipal bond failures. So you have to be very careful. The value pendulum has swung from treasuries to munis. For those who know what they're doing, municipals are a good place to park your money and get a yield advantage that typically wouldn't be there. General obligation notes rated AAA in two years yield about 0.7 tenths of a percent um, or roughly almost two tenths of a percent, one-fifth of a percentage point more than treasuries. So it's interesting to note. And again, I'm just throwing it out there because – this ain't going to last. There's going to be some municipal bonds that fail in 2011, 2012, as some governments you know, just simply can't continue to go to the bank and refinance their way out of problems. One stock that did particularly well today when others didn't was Netflix. Now, Netflix has been on fire. If you listened to my podcast last year on my radio show on Clear Channel, you know as well as I do that Netflix is one of my favorite stocks and it was a stock that I, I talked big about. I said it's going to be a winner in 2011, 2010, and uh, it's, sure enough, it has been. It's basically been slow but steady, slow but steady, slow but steady on the move up. Um, today, they introduced a service that's going to make them even more popular. Uh, Netflix up 15 bucks today to sit in 188. That's just, I'm going to tell you honestly, it's too much. Valuation is getting crazy high, but it's a valuation based on two, three, four years from now, not necessarily two, three, four minutes from now. So Netflix surges on a streaming um, option for them, streaming only option. They've been mail order and online movie rental service. They rose 15% today. Um, price increase, ultimately, they're going to charge a dollar more for most of their DVD plans, but they're going to charge a dollar less for streaming only than their cheapest. DVD plan. So the price increase lets Netflix pass on rising postage costs. It protects average revenue per customer as more subscribers choose streaming only, which is much more profitable. Um, right now, they're primarily a streaming video company delivering a wide selection of TV shows and films over the internet. The streaming only plan priced at $7.99 a month. It's been tested in the United States after a similar option in Canada two months ago surpassed expectations. The subscription price for unlimited streaming in one mail order DVD at a time is going to go from $8.99 to $9.99. Cost to have more DVDs at a time also goes up. The price change takes effect now for new customers and in January for existing customers. Netflix has bolstered its online programming to tap into the growing number of viewers who's got web-linked game consoles and televisions to watch movies and TV shows. And the company faces a lot more competition from premium cable channels like HBO and Showtime and other online services. Last week, Hulu, the website owned by three of the big networks, cut the price of its paid service to $7.99 a month. The price increases should help Netflix stabilize 
average revenue per users. Companies acquiring more streaming content. Virtual cycles should continue. Faster subscriber growth, leveraging the fixed content cost. So that's the story that Wall Street is absolutely in love with right now. Story that you're going to hear more and more about, and I guess I've already hit this a little bit with state budgets going to be cut in the coming years. I think you're going to see some federal budgets cut as well, and an area that's going to get hit pretty hard is very likely defense spending. Germany and France plan to reduce their spending on defense by roughly 6% through 2013. The UK has delayed construction of two aircraft carriers, and they may reduce spending by as much as 20% by 2015. A reduction in the amount of personnel is expected to be a substantial portion of the cuts. The weapons purchases are likely to go down as well. So it's not going to be all weapons. And the companies I'm about to mention make the weapons, not the people. In the United States, uh, there recently was proposed $100 billion in defense spending cuts by 2015. $100 billion. That proposal includes cutting defense contracting, reducing procurement by 15%, canceling several weapons in development, substituting F-16s and F-A-18s for a significant number of F-35s. Now, BAE Systems is a company that's going to get hit. Lockheed Martin, ticker symbol LMT, Boeing BA, Northrop Grumman NOC, General Dynamics GD, Raytheon RTN, L3 Communications LLL. And again, I'm not telling you to you know just go ahead and just drop it. I'm saying arm sales as a total percentage of sales is high in companies like Lockheed Martin, 70%, Boeing, 48%, Northrop Grumman, 77%, General Dynamics, 78%, Raytheon, 91%, L3, 82%. So these are companies that can get hit pretty hard, honestly, pretty fast, all things considered. So today had a modestly weaker start for the new week in the equity arena. Stocks ended up well off their lows. Steady pressure in the financial sector, the XLF, which is tied towards European bank worries and energy, which is a follow through on the gains in the dollar. So energy XLE and XLF were were downsides. Now, they kind of got a little bit of reversal in the day, but looking at the winners versus the losers on Wall Street, it wasn't the best of days. It wasn't the worst of days. But when you see casinos and paper and internet and silver and healthcare. Um, do well, lead the market. It's telling you there's a defensive edge to it for sure. Um, some of the more speculative areas, like not speculative, but some of the more cyclical areas that are more hardwired into the economy, uh, banks and brokers and financials and solar and rail, all all did pretty weak, all things considered. Tonight, Hewlett Packard beat by six cents per share. They beat on revenue. They guide first quarter above consensus. Uh, six cents better than expected. They raised 2011 expectations. Broad-based year-over-year growth in commercial segment driven by uh, growth of 25-plus percent in, in in the ESS division as well as growth in the commercial PC clients and printers of 20% and 22% respectfully. So that's all pretty good. Um, back to some of the banks that got hit and who I think uh, are going to be the most interesting to watch in the days to come. Goldman Sachs. It was one of the hardest hits tied towards uh, some of the news that was out there today. Uh, trading probes at a couple of hedge funds. The SEC raided a couple of hedge funds today. We'll find out more about that in the coming days. SanDisk was stronger. They set a new three-month high. They got an analyst upgrade. Broadcom uh, hit a four-year high. It announced a, a definitive agreement to acquire Giggle Networks. So some tech stocks. I mean, come on, Broadcom at a four-year high? That's pretty damn impressive, all things considered. Uh, Hewlett Packard, I see, was trading slightly higher in aftermarket performance. Anyhow, I'm going to sit down and uh, put together a really solid shoe for you tomorrow. But I got one more final issue to hit today. 
Tomorrow, I'm going to put together a couple of stock ideas for you. But today, I want to end with a, a, more of a theory for you. As, uh, again, I hope you get something out of these that, that means something. Basically, if women buy expensive underwear, it's typically a good thing. They're typically willing to buy more expensive items for themselves, too. And that's a big shift for the holiday season. So we watch names like uh, Victoria's Secret as a recovery play tied towards publicly traded stocks. Uh, strong sales of lingerie would suggest that shoppers were willing to indulge. That would be a change from last year when they stuck to the basics. The bras launched a year ago were sold with the tagline, Hello Bombshell. They cost 49 bucks to 250 bucks, uh, or $2 million for the jewel-encrusted one, more than most bras, clearly. The bombshell bra has been selling out, and not because husbands are buying them for their wives. It's because wives are buying them for themselves. So this is kind of important. Stores that sell intimate apparel are hardly the only place for amateur economists to gauge the pulse of the U.S. shopper. Head to any mall during the holiday season and pay attention to how people are, are paying for things and how many discount retailers are using to win over shoppers. Here's really what you want to look for. Everybody loves discounts, and retailers offer plenty of them. The key difference to watch for is this. When, when discounts shift from planned promotions into desperate acts by retailers trying to move merchandise, it, it's it tells you that they're going to sacrifice margins. Offers of 25 to 30% sets off no alarms. That's normal. Discounts of that size are standard. Now, don't be surprised if you see even larger promotions like 40 to 50% in some areas of the store. If discounts get bigger or they seem out of the ordinary, watch out. Two years ago, at the height of the financial meltdown, you saw a lot of retailers slash prices 90% to draw shoppers in who had been unwilling to buy much of anything. And that was an awful Christmas season for profits. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. Christmas season for profits. Keep an eye on the breadth of promotions throughout the store. When they're across every corner, that means they're unplanned. When they're in one segment of the store, they're planned. Another giveaway is an easel outside the store promoting even more discounts. That means retailer didn't plan for that promotion because easels aren't the way to promote it. Markdowns on goods sitting in the front displays as you enter a store. Another sign the retailer is struggling to move merchandise because they're trying to get you in the window shopper mode. What are people buying? A year ago, necessities trumped luxuries. Shoppers went for basics like winter coats and diapers and even home goods like coffee makers. People made very few purchases for themselves. This year, what we're starting to see is the customers have adjusted to the environment, the economy. They feel that the economy is gradually improving, and therefore, they're opening up their wallets to spend a little bit more. Now, watch if you go to a mall to see if shoppers are buying more gifts like perfumes and sweaters or jewelry. If you see them carting out big-ticket items like TVs or iPads, that's pretty good news. Juju Pets, last year's must-have toy during the holiday season. At $10, the furry toy hamster were priced right for an economic tough time. This year, retailers are promoting higher-priced items like Dance Star Mickey for 60 bucks. The electronic Mickey Mouse doll manufactured by Mattel at Walks, Talks, and Dances. Also important is to see whether shoppers are willing to indulge on themselves during the holiday. A little self-gifting, so to speak. When the economy is good, there's a mentality of buy one for me, buy one for a gift. So you tend to see people walking out with two of the same item. Um, how are people paying for it? A lot of Americans swore off credit cards during the Great Recession that we just came through. They're loath to use plastic. Total U.S. credit card balances dropped to $8.3 billion. Um, or I'm sorry, dropped $8.3 billion to $813 billion in September. That was the 25th consecutive monthly drop since the onset of the credit crisis. So credit's just not available. Debt and the willingness to take on 
debt are important barometers of consumer confidence. So keep an eye on are people paying on cash, are they paying for their visa, what are you seeing? Anyhow, and anyway, take care, have a good day, and I'll talk to you soon on Rob Black and Your Money.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.